Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, head on through some other conversation to have a good video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker, and with me as always is El Ray. Hey everybody, today's guest is known for two things. He is the namesake of the Mad Harry Art Challenges seeing on C3, but he's better known as the seed and button master for the Dad Gaming's Rocket League tournaments. It is Mad Harry Rackham Garrett himself. How are you doing today? I am phenomenal. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, appreciate you guys having me be here. This is really exciting. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about all of these games here because I'll have to go and say, I know you casted at, well, what is now a few weeks ago, and you said, well, this is my first time like talking yeah. and casting. I was like, that doesn't make any sense i've definitely seen him before but so i'm excited look at that you're just you're just breaking out everywhere we're just gonna hear a lot of a lot of mad harry and i'm excited for it i'm excited too yeah no i think yeah a couple weeks ago was the first time me and uh me and hoosier ended up casting a wednesday night event for rocket league and and that was actually yeah my first time what's funny is we were actually talking to joel and joel was like hey i need like a video bit of you to put on like our c3 promo because i don't have any i don't have any mad hairy stuff i i have like just don't have any video of you i'm like there's no way you don't have video of me what are you talking about and sure enough yeah that, that was they're like, okay well we gotta get you to do a let's let's have you do an event so we can get some clips we you gotta we gotta get a gif of you we gotta get a thing we gotta get the whole thing so ended up being something we we're like all right let's let's get that uh, wednesday night event so that at least we have a little bit but did that now now i'm on the podcast too so it's uh it's it's been fun see where else see where else we can get me to show up hey dan did you hear that pronunciation come through there i, I that's, did uh, that, that's one point for the for the dan tucker gift team so we're gonna have to start keeping a counter who says gif and who's gif on this podcast oh yeah um <laughs> i mean uh, yeah no it's gif away from it garrett walk away <laughs> we just take the w hey, team, team <laughs> gift tonight all right let's get into this list so game one, obviously, with you being a Rocket League person, is going to be Pokemon Red and Blue. <laughs> obviously, being a po- Rocket League guy, obviously. Why Pokemon, not Pokemon first? Right? Pokemon Red and Blue. So yeah. I'll start with... Who, let's go with this. Who's the starter Pokemon? Uh, it's got. I mean, it's got to be Squirtle. I, I was a. I, I was Pokemon Blue. I that was my first version was Blue, and he was on the cover. And he he was the first choice, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's the correct choice. Uh, so tell us, so Pokemon Blue, did you have you had that one first? Did you end up having both of them? How how did how did this game end up top of the list? Uh, so Blue made the list, I think, for for a couple different reasons, and and I had Blue first and only actually I, I think i ended up with a red copy somewhere down the line ended up borrowing a buddies to you know transfer some over but it, it made the list for for really two distinct reasons one is it was i think one of the first games so it came out when i was i was in seventh grade so you're like 10 11 years old at that point and it was just one of those games where it was the first time i was really like emotionally connected to a game you know you play a lot of mario a lot of this and that a lot of other little platforms whatever pokemon was the first time i actually like felt connected where i was like oh this is my pokemon i'm raising him i'm, I'm doing this like you know you're 10 11 years old you feel almost responsible for it like a pet you know and then you build your team and then you you go through battles with them and and you you train with them and and all this stuff and it's just this really cool like almost emotional connection that you have or at least i had with it i don't know if you've <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure other people have experienced that but like that was kind of the first time i think that had ever been a thing for me so yeah i mean that was 
a really unique experience. Even you know, I was telling Elray when before we were getting started here, like I've been gaming since I was since I remember as far back as I remember. I've, I've had a you know an NES and I've played a million other games. It's hard not to list you know the very first games I played. But I Pokemon I think is a standout one for obviously one reason being that emotional aspect of it. You know, moving down the line to just Pokemon in general, what it's brought to gaming. Um, obviously, there's been a million generations of them now. I'm I'm a kind of a 151 purist. I was it was hard for me to get into the the other iterations of it as the new generations came out i you know grew up stopped really focusing on like heavily on pokemon even though it was such a cool interest i'd watched the anime and things like that but it wasn't i never like really pursued I, I think i played sun and moon i tried pokemon y i tried to get into it but it was just like they tried to add way too many going you know forward so i ended up uh, I, I mean i just i'll always hold on to like the nostalgia of of red and blue just being like the originals i think so when you say the most connection i get that the whole like holding the animals and all that stuff did you how'd you go about making your team because you have to go fight the elite four it was it did, did, did that come into play or was like no i'm gonna take these six best ones and call it a day no dude i had no strategy because i mean that's pre i mean you think about that era i didn't there wasn't much like going to the internet for things or or anything like that so like i didn't know anything i had the training manual that came in the box and some buddies that I would talk to about it. But outside of that, I didn't know there was no strategy. There was nothing. I had, I think I had at one point, I had like a Blastoise, a Vaporeon, and a Lapras because I taught it surf. So like I was, I was like water Pokemon everywhere. <laughs> so I, there was no strategy. I was just beefing people up. But I'm, I'm one of those people where actually Bucket made a really cool post the other day on, on Channel 3 about Hogwarts Legacy and how you know, different people play the game differently. Are you a you know side quest guy until you beef your player up and then you just steamroll through the main course so how do you play that's very much me i'm with pokemon especially where i don't want to be losing or even struggling against other trainers so i'm hitting the the tall grass hard and just just xp 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 grind and then just just go through it doesn't matter I could be the weak, you know, Pokemon in the situation. I'm the, you know, water type against the electric, and I'm still going to beat you because my because of my power levels. But that was that. There was no strategy, no strategy at all. Were you bringing Pokemon up to level 100? Because I can tell you, I don't think I ever had a level one Pokemon. It just seemed this such a like an amazing goal, and I know I I never reached. Were you there? I want to say I had one or two Pokemon there for sure. Um, that was just like I said. That was me. That was more of my style. And well, I had them there, and then you know, tragedy struck, and then I never, never actually finished. I never finished Pokemon. Never finished it. But so I, I say this: I played and I beat the Elite Four. You know, I beat the, I beat your, you know, the rival fight and all that. I was in the cave where Mewtwo was. Right. I was. I was one of those kids that played under the covers at night. I had the little light thing and i oh yes you know late at night so mom didn't know i was awake all hours distinctly <clears throat> you know traumatic uh memory of of so I, I played like i said i was in the cave where mewtwo was i didn't want to start the engagement i knew i didn't have my minister ball because i'd wasted it on an abra way back way back when um so i knew i had a challenging little catch it ahead of me um with mewtwo and so i paused the game saved it put it away Tomorrow, the next day was Thanksgiving, and all this, you know, my family came over to my house, and 
Unfortunately, I was like on the other side of the house hanging out with some of my friends and family. And I walk into the kitchen and I see my little cousin at the kitchen table with my Game Boy. And I could hear the Pokemon music going. Oh, oh no. And before I could say anything, I heard the save file chime. Yep. And my heart dropped and I like ran over and grabbed it from him. And, and he was like, dude, I just caught this rock. And I've been playing for a little while. I'm glad I saved it. Otherwise, I, I might have, you know, and I'm, I'm like, no, no. He's like, yeah, I named him Buttface. It's awesome. I love this game. This is so cool. Well, so, oh, and, so all of, and all of my progress was gone. He, what did he, he started a new game? He started a new game over the oh, top of mine man. and then and then saved it. He only caught like a couple Pokemon and, and, and then saved it. Because he and, didn't want to lose his progress, and that and, was it. Was the end of Pokemon was that, for you? I was, that was that was essentially the end of Pokemon for me because I. So one of the biggest things, and I think what that taught me at 11 years old was you really don't get to play a game for the first time again. You know, mm-hmm. there's like going back, and I couldn't rebuild. I could rebuild that team, but not in the way I did it the first time. You know what I mean? It was just one of those things where it's like I can't get that back. Well, that game and, is, is a lot of it's a lot of work, and, but, I mean, it does, but it doesn't feel like. But it doesn't feel like work because it's new. Like you said, it's new and you're going mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. That second time, yeah, I, I don't know if I could do it. Second, Mm-mm. yeah. So I never, I never ended up with all 151, which is sad. But oh well. So on your journey before it was abruptly ended, did you? Were you able to link cable up with people because that was like, to get the the traded Pokemon for like, a couple extras? I didn't start doing that until I, because I kind of made it a point after that. I was like, whatever, I'm just going to fill the Pokedex. I'm not going to, I'm going to just try and go back and through it. And so I ended up finding some friends and we did the, the link cable stuff, but I don't, I don't, I never ended up actually finishing it. Just literally just based on the, the grind that I had to put in. I didn't like realize it going into it, like how, how big that like push right. was again. But yeah. So were you, after all that and the tragedy struck and time would go by, did you ever get into any of the um, kind of like all the glitches and stuff that they found with the old games with Mew and Missing No and all kind of all that nonsense that that you could mess around with? I never did it personally. I, I had friends that I, I saw and watched do it, but I never I never tried it myself. No, I was yeah. I was terrified of it. I remember seeing yeah. it as a kid and they were like, yeah, but it might mess up your game. And I was the person that was like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, it might do it. I can't do it. Nah, yes, yeah. I can't take this chance. It's going to was- I'll be the one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was there was no shot I was doing it before my save file was ruined. And then when my save file was ruined, it was like I could have done it, but I had already seen people do it. And I yeah. it just didn't didn't matter to me at that point. No, oh, I know man. we're gonna this get is, in I know we're gonna get this into is the, the most glitch. tragic start. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most tragic start to the podcast we had. This is the saddest yeah. story it's, ever. It's so painful. It's like office level painful. I'm gonna be thinking yeah. about this story at work tomorrow. Yeah. Because I under I I, I get it. I get that pain. I understand. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But, like, but, you know, I did redeem myself several years later. In fact, it wasn't terribly long ago. In Pokemon Go, I actually I actually caught and filled the original Kanto decks mm-hmm. in Pokemon Go, which isn't as hard. But 
I was I was very excited that I actually finished the Kanto decks in in at least one version of the of Pokemon. So there, there you go. That's that's yeah. the full there's the full circle to the story. Dan, Dan, yeah. move us on, please. Let's find hopefully something a little happier I, after that. I have to ask though, because <laughs> I know we don't get into the roguelikes until game three, but it, does this all psychologically sure. explain the desire to just grind the same thing over and over and over again? Is that some sort of suffering coming back to that save file? Uh, maybe. Oh, wait, well, hold maybe. that, hold that for later. Hold yeah. that for later. Ignore that. Ignore that. All right. All <laughs> I right. Say one, I will say one other point to Pokemon, though, is uh, one of the fun things now is I don't have a ton of knowledge on the new stuff. There's literal, tra- literal trash bags as Pokemon, and so it's, like, crazy that there's so many out there. But it's fun now that my son is five and my daughter is, like, three and a half, and they are starting to get into Pokemon, and... A, it's a nostalgia trip for me because I loved it, you know, at you know similar age range, but also like I'm I'm learning new stuff, but it's fun because my son is picking up Pokemon knowledge and telling me. Like the other day he was like, Oh, Daddy, I want to watch the episode with Trapinch. And I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> but <laughs> I can I can try and find it for you. So we're scrolling through the thumbnails on Netflix and he goes, Oh, Dad, that's the one. That's that's the Trap Inch episode. And I said, okay, cool, let's put it on. I was like, you like this episode, huh? He goes, yeah, Trap Inch, he evolves into Vibrav. And I was like, cool, I don't, that's awesome, buddy. And I like looked it up on my phone really quick. I have a little Dex on my phone. Sure enough, Trap Inch into Vibrava. I had no idea. I was like, that's cool, buddy. That's awesome. What does he turn into? Just out of curiosity, like see if he knew. Oh, Vibrava turns into Flygon, but Flygon's the last one. He doesn't turn into anybody. <laughs> like man that's crazy like you know that and like i had had no idea to be honest with you i had no no clue but he's got his own little set of pokemon knowledge and he's like teaching me stuff and and we get to kind of experience like that nostalgia i hope that eventually you know down the line if he's ever in a podcast he talks about how pokemon was a cool thing he shared with his dad it's amazing how much the kids kind of learn so my my kids come to me he'll say stuff to me and i'm like so when did you when did you learn that he came home he said hey let's play checkers and I'm like, do you, do you do you know what checkers is? He's like, yeah, I learned I learned today at school. I know what checkers <laughs> is. He's four. And he, sure That's enough, awesome. sure enough, he knew. And I was like, oh, all right, great. I, we know checkers now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just out of nowhere. That's cool. That's really cool. All right, let's move to game two, and I can't wait to hear what tragedy strikes here. As we talk about <laughs> the original Destiny, I believe you, you said Destiny, so I'm going with yeah, the original yeah. Destiny. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, and and it, that's that is yeah, it's it is the original Destiny. I, I like two as well. It's fun. It's it's a good time, but it was really Destiny one that was re- like uh, another standout, more emotional tie to a game than anything. In 2013, 2014, so late 2013, I moved to Texas um, from California. I I born and raised in California, went to school here, and then uh, moved out there just on a kind of on a whim. But at the same time, had a couple of my buddies. We, we all have like this group that we've been gaming and, and playing and hanging out since early high school, you know, freshman year-ish. You know, that's, oh man, 23 years ago now um, that we've been all kind of gaming together. And, and uh, at least, actually one of the guys in the group I, I've literally known since first grade. And like, he was the best man at my wedding and I was the best man at another guy's, you know, another one of the group members' weddings. Like, it's crazy. So we're very close. And a couple of them moved to Portland area. You know, I moved to Texas. Uh, one of them moved down to San Diego and like a couple of them stayed kind of in the, around the Orange County area in, in California and we were all just like split up and it was the first time that we weren't all able like within a few phone calls to like hang in with each other and we had all bought 
PS4s, like, pre-ordered them. We were waiting for them, you know, to, to get shipped out. And Destiny, if I remember correctly, was supposed to be at least semi a launch title for PS4. It got delayed a couple times, if, I, you know, if I'm remembering correctly. I think it got pushed to, like, early 2014, regardless of when it actually launched. It was one of those things where we were all very excited about it. It was a unique kind of supposed to be like, oh, you're this guardian. And there wasn't a whole lot of like solid info on like, oh, you you go do these missions and you're going to play with other guardians and complete these missions. And we were like, oh, cool. We're all going to pick it up because we all played everything else together. Might as well pick this one up and see what it's about. And, And it just, it ended up being one of those games that like kept our group together the every we actually made it where every thursday night we would do a raid regardless of whatever else happened like i was working three jobs at the time and i know you know all my other buddies were super busy but regardless of what was going on every thursday night we dropped everything and we did a raid like right at you know whatever it was six o'clock or whatever we made it but like you know different time zones different parts of the country and and it was just one of those things where we were able to all stay and like bond together and like dude nine times out of ten it did not matter what we were doing we sometimes we didn't even raid we were just you know going off doing other missions and and grinding the game together and just having a blast because that's what we were able to do but it was it was really cool to like keep our not that not that our friend group would have dissolved by any means but it's just this this game that like kept us together for years and like to this day every once in a while we'll still jump on destiny if you know outside of other games but it's a it was a cool game to like keep us all together and i gotta while i'm on the point i gotta shout out my boys noble experiment Triple Entendre, The Sylvester, Vicious Solutions, Schmuck Content, and Christina Marie. That's my fire team. We're Fire Team 1776, and I love those boys with my life. Right. I don't think we've ever had like a full blown string of shout outs there. That's awesome. There's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of new things happening tonight on this podcast, and I'm loving it. This is taking turns I did not expect. Oh man. Well, so what was your what was your role in the group? What was your class? Were you Titan, Warlock. Were you tanking? What what? Uh, you know, or, or are you going to give us? I was warlock. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to Gargata again. I should have called warlock. Now I'm getting the same look. <laughs> um, you know, I was I, I was warlock, and I my main role was bullet sponge. Is just what I did. That that was I, I'm I'm notoriously bad at video games. I, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't say bad at video games. I'm aggressively mediocre at literally everything I play. I don't, I've not hit like the upper or lower, like I'm not great at any video game and I'm not like terrible at any, I'm just like right in the mid of almost every game I play, but especially first person shooters. So me, I just kind of play the role that even, Hey, Garrett, go there and kill those guys. Cool. I'll be out there, but you're probably going to have to res me a couple of times. That's just how it's going to go. Garrett, you and I have to have a Jack of all trades, master of none off sometime. Just you versus me in like 27 different games and see who just does the most average in the most games. I'm going to start calling myself aggressively mediocre. That's, 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 that's my new phrase. I am aggressively mediocre. Yep, I, I I really love that phrase. I picked that up off of a buddy of mine a few years back, and I just I've it just describes me very very accurately. Something tells me there's gonna be a lot of people that feel that way. I feel this. It's just you know you have your your pro gamers and all in all kinds of games and whatnot, and then you have. And then I know there are people that don't play games as well as me, but I don't feel like I'm great. And but there's a group of us, people here who are playing games, that we all are feel like we're really good sometimes, and then 
really terrible at times, aggressively mediocre. Yeah. That's where we are. But because I'm I'm highly competitive. I can't I can't take that away from myself or out of mm. myself. I, yeah. I have to compete. Yeah. So like I'm putting myself up against all these other other you know high caliber players. I usually land in the middle. But you know, Rocket League. I know we're gonna touch on Rocket League, but in Rocket League I am I'm champ level, which is dead center. <laughs> or at least, you know, at least mostly center. It's a little higher than center, but it's still very center. I'm gonna call so it like, higher. I'm gonna call it higher to center. As somebody outside of the Rocket League, I'm calling it higher <laughs> to center. That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's go to game three here. Game three, the binding of Isaac. And now I've I have questions because I've I've read we're chatting and you talk about this game a lot. I know you're always on this. So we're going to start with this. How many hours do you have in this game? You can break oh. it up by system. Because I know you have it on multiple systems too. This is the crazy part. So I do. we need to start there for people that don't know the obsession with Binding of Isaac. Tell me the hours. Oh man, I would say it's probably, it's probably in the mid 2000s. It's probably like 2000, 2500. That's across all it. the systems, right? Yeah, because I have it on Switch. I also I played it a ton on Steam. I used to when I was streaming it a lot. I would play it on on Steam, but I originally found it on PlayStation. It was for at one point it was a free to play game on PlayStation, and I picked that. I actually picked it up. I almost want to say it was the same day I picked up Rocket League, which was way like right when. Oh man, it was it was early on the PS4 launch because I remember having that for a long time but it was i remember it being i would i would never have paid money for it looking at it in the store i was like that's the weirdest game ever but it's free i'm gonna download it like and what's weird about this game is it's such a uniquely like niche and cult classic type of game like i have talked about it to dozens and dozens of people and the weirdest thing is like if they if someone knows about binding of isaac they either love it or they played it once and dropped it and that's that's like the two extremes i don't know anybody that has like played it just sparingly enough and just like casually plays it where like oh i've played it i play it here and there it's like no if you like this game you're on like my level of, right. of obsession with it or you've played it a handful of times it's not for you you didn't like it and you dropped it like a long time ago i definitely played it a handful of times my brother my youngest brother was super into it i remember he turned it on he's like i'm playing this game by new isaac i'm like great what's this about he's like i do this thing and then i lose eventually but then i start over and it's different i think it was the first time i actually ever heard a game like that the whole dungeon crawler mm -hmm. thing and mm -hmm. he, he's explaining this game to me and i'm watching i'm like man this is all over the place but he seems to know what's going on uh i i played it i think it was weird it was like a free like mini version of it on some random website i couldn't tell you where it was and i tried it and i was like it was all over so are you playing because there's the binding of isaac and then there was the like a remake of it right the versions of this thing yeah but rebirth yeah. gave it an actual kind of ending to the story right because the original doesn't has it's kind of up in the air there's they hint at what happens in it right so it's kind of a weird thing it, it's basically always been the same game and i'm using air quotes like it's always been the same game they just add to it and so like when you're talking about like so the, the first version i picked up was uh Bind of isaac rebirth which okay. was the the free to play on playstation when it first uh when it first dropped 2014 okay are you looking that oh. up because that's that's I, great because i, got, I have a I got, a lot, I got a lot of tabs open. Yeah. So so when I first picked it up, that was the version I played. And and I actually still have
have it on my PlayStation. I never updated it. Um, but I played that version a ton, and it was a lot of like me and my my buddy Tony, one of my very first, one of my best friends that I had in Texas. He would come over. We just have some drinks, and we just play like play games or just watch TV shows, whatever. We just chill. And a lot of nights ended up with us trying to play this game, and it was really we couldn't really figure it out because always random. It was you know it was the first time I'd ever seen that procedurally generated maps, procedurally generated items. It was my very first roguelike, and I didn't even know what a roguelike was at that time. And so we're playing this game like, man, this is weird. A, the like the subject matter, really funky. Like B, like the items are weird. Everything's like, it changes all the time. I don't know how people play this game, but we, you know, and we had made it pretty, pretty far as far as like, you know, down different levels of the, you know, of progression. And then I think one or two times I, we ended up beating mom, which is like in the very early stages of the game, that's the end game. Right. And, and so like, oh, I beat mom. That must be it. Cool. What a cool little free game I got to play. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was weird because that, I thought it was, that was it. I thought that was, you know, all there was to do. You, you unlock characters here and there and you do it with the different characters and that's fine. But like, I thought it was a very small, very short game. And then Reaper, you know, obviously there was a lot more to it that I didn't understand yet. And really, I didn't start understanding any of that until I started watching. So a buddy of mine, I we had I had moved, you know, back to California from Texas. I had really kind of forgotten about the game. Hadn't really played it in a long time. And my buddy goes, hey, guess what game they have on Switch now? Now that you have a Switch, you got to try Binding of Isaac again. I'm like, man, I haven't thought about that game in a couple of years. Like, that's crazy that they have, you know, that obviously... A little bit nostalgic, right? Of, oh, I want to try this game again to see if I can play it. So I started playing it on the Switch. And then I started, like, at that era was, like, right when I started, like, watching streamers and, like, watching YouTube things to try and, like, get tips and stuff. So I started following a couple streamers. Um, you know, there's a couple big ones, but, you know, one I still follow to this day. Her name's Comet Bagel. She's, like, phenomenal at the game. But I started watching her play it, and I was like, I've never even seen that. Like, what do you... I've never even seen that level. What is that level? And she was like, oh, well, that's, you know, when you get past this and when you get past this, then you, you know, you end up here. And it's like, I didn't even know those things existed. I have to do a bunch of research. <laughs> like I started doing a ton of like independent research on this game. And there's like, so okay, you have to beat mom five times. And when you do that, that opens up two more levels past mom. And then you got like mom's heart and you got to beat mom's heart a few more times before it unlocks, you know, the pathways up or down. You can do there. It, it is insane. The game knowledge you have to have to even like get further into the game and actually experience all of the end games it's it's wild how much there is in the game like people would be like oh i beat mom a couple of times I'm like oh that's 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 awesome that's nice. good for you <laughs> like, that's how cool. quaint like you you like it enough to play that right like that and, and great like awesome i love that you're having fun with it now i'll be happy to show you more <laughs> but the, like that's very early you know that's how i feel with hades mm-hmm. like i beat it like hey that's keep going like yep yeah. You, beat, and that's, you beat story one. And that's and that's such a cool thing that I love about roguelikes is like mm-hmm. the, the development of the yes. game and how much it opens up. It, it literally like it that type of game blossoms like a flower when you're yeah. when you when you play it. And it, you just get more and more and more every time you go back to it. And the fact that like you just have this infinitely replayable thing mm-hmm. where it's always different. You I could and, and I did. So rebirth was uh, to go back to your original question, rebirth was a thing, and then on top of that was uh, Afterbirth and then Afterbirth Plus and then 
repentance is the newest version. And, and they're saying that that's the final one, which I wouldn't be surprised if they actually held true to that because really I don't know where what else they would add. And and if they did add it, I think it would just like kind of dilute the, the experience a little bit. So, but yeah, it's just, it literally is just adding things. So like in this newest edition um, called Repentance, they added like a few more playable characters and then they added like an alternate version of every other playable character that already existed. So it, Taint, it the added tainted characters, right? the tainted characters. Yeah. And so like they added all these other versions of the, of the characters. So it's like unique new experiences. They also added two more end game pathways and bosses that you can fight. So it, it literally just built off of Afterbirth Plus. So it's, it's, they call it different things. It's basically yeah. just with the DLC is, is the, <laughs> is the way to, to kind of explain that. So they have 34 characters. It says now, I don't know. Yeah. Is that 34 and then 34 painted versions? Two was it thirty or is it like seventeen and seventeen? It's seventeen and seventeen, yeah. How many have you finished a game with? Um, I've finished all of the non-tainted, and I've finished a good majority of the tainted. So in in total, there are there's what they call secrets, and mm-hmm. and there's six hundred and thirty seven secrets in the game. Whether that's like doing a completion with a character, like and all the like all the end game completions with characters or there's like like hidden things where it's like, Oh, you have to, there's these little pills in the game and Oh, take five gulp pills in a, in a run and, and you'll unlock this new secret. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like there's little, or, you know, beat the, beat this certain end game boss within 20 minutes or, you know, X, Y, and Z. There's lots of different little challenges that, that equate to like unlocks and secret completions uh, within the game. And what's, sad for me as a completionist is i i actually 100 percented after earth plus and then but yeah so i, I had actually completed everything for after earth plus 100 filed the game and then repentance came out and now i'm like the completion in me is like oh okay crap now now i have to do this now i'm now i'm obligated to do this because I, was- I had a completed <laughs> file and now it's not a completed file so yeah. So when it, when you get off, and I'll finish it with this, when you get the new game, like Repentance, and you have your file, everything's completed, will it just add on to that file? And it'll just say, now you're not 100%? Uh, no, so that's it, right? Like, that's, it'll tell you, like, stop playing. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll, it'll tell you on that file, you <laughs> and I won't do this. I know people that have and are pushing for it, but there's three save files, mm-hmm. and it'll tell, it'll say one down, two to go. And oh <laughs> I won't, I won't do it. <laughs> like, I just I won't. That's that's so much of a like a grind. I've, I already like I said I have probably two thousand hours in the. I have I have like sixteen hundred or something just on my Switch. So like I and I so that's like me grinding the game and for about okay. sixteen hundred hours. So like I'm not putting that many more hours into two more files. It's not gonna happen. It, it will be unfortunate because I w- I will feel like I need to, but I'm not going to touch on your previous question is i have i I think i have 589 of the 637 secrets so i'm like the majority of the way there i only have a couple more characters to complete before before getting the 100 percent file that is it is my gaming white whale and i i am like dedicated to finishing it this year i want to like do it before the end of the year on to honorable mentions where we're going to talk about a few extra games that did not make the original list of three 
We're going to start off with a pair of games here with Fable 1 and 2 tied together for the original Xbox. We can drop three in here if you want. I saw that's the uh, that was a quest response for you about your first significant other game. I, I kid, but um, but uh, original Xbox run here. Uh, Xbox big on the morality system. Uh, but why why'd you pick the uh, why'd you pick these as your first two games here to hit the honorable mentions with? Um, so it is one and three. I don't know. If you want to do a man, oh. it is one in three. I, not two, I, I just, but that's I'm okay. not good with numbers. Um, I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. No, I, so picking one in three, uh, one specifically because, I mean, I, I think for me, I think that was one of the first games that I had experienced where it was, you know, kind of a choose your own adventure thing where the, the game and story changed depending on your your decisions basically you're not only did like the the storyline change but like your physical appearance changed the the way people treated you changed the way you interacted with other characters changed i just i found that to be a really interesting and unique especially or at least at that time and for me there may have been other games i just wasn't aware of but that was the first one to me that had that like almost choose your own adventure set of mechanics uh built into it not only could i you know choose whether i wanted to do like a physical build where I, you know, have strong melee, or if I had like an endurance build and, you know, did long range, like archery type stuff, or if I wanted to do, you know, the wizard end of things, you develop my magic skills. Like I could choose those. Those are pretty common tropes within like that whole genre. But, but as far as like the good and evil side of things and, and how you decide to play that out and, and all of that, I just, I fell in love with the story, fell in love with the concept of that whole choose your own adventure thing and, and was a really, really neat and unique experience from from my end so fable one for sure was was one of my favorites for that reason so so let's talk about fable three so fable three i think i think i know where this story's going based on that what how'd fable three end up on here tell me about what happened what happened with uh, the significant other piece especially here yeah yeah and it, you know it's just one of those things where you know i loved fable one i tried two and didn't love it as much but then obviously wanted to try three just because it was you know in the same series and and i liked it enough it was okay it was good but for whatever reason you know my girlfriend at the time now my wife that was she wasn't really into video games she did she watched me play a lot but she never like played it herself she used to play like sims and stuff like that back in the day but wasn't like it isn't a huge game still to this day isn't but it was really neat when i like loaded that one up and started playing. She goes, that looks like a lot of fun. I kind of, I might want to try that. And so she started actually like, like uh, immediately I, I canceled my file. I put, you know, put it over to a new file, put her, you know, gave her the controller and let her start, you know, let her run with it. And, and it was cool. Cause there's, I think there's elements of like, cause I know at some point there's like a money management, inventory management, you got to like buy properties and make more money. And, and ultimately the goal is to, to win, enough money to like pay off this big debt. I don't remember a hundred percent of the details on it. I, like I said, I wasn't my favorite game, but at the end of the day, I think there were a lot of like Sims aspects to it where you could like, you had a, you could have a dog and and things like that, where there was like a lot of little things that like she really enjoyed. And so for me, it was just any chance I have to like share a hobby like that is, is a really kind of cool thing. We're actually running into that now with Hogwarts Legacy, uh, where she's, you know, she's a big Harry Potter fan too. So we're getting that opportunity to kind of game together again. But for sure, Fable 3 had to make it in there simply because it's uh, yeah, a shared fun experience for, for 
me and, and my my now wife. But yeah, she she grinded that thing even when I like I'd leave for work and she'd stay at my at my apartment. She'd play and I'd come home from work. She's still sitting there playing by herself. I'm like, man, you grinding this thing like pretty funny. It was the first time I'd ever seen her like actually game. What I'm what I'm learning is that every person's wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. This is what I've actually been learning for the past two weeks. Uh, oh, yeah. my, my my wife included, who is off spending hours decorating the room apartment and and petting cats and looking for animals to to join her. That, yeah, that, that's how, that's how she's playing. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> we haven't gotten to get too deep into it yet, just time time wise. But uh, yeah, she she has enjoyed a lot of had to help her through a little of the the tutorial. We might drop it down a little difficulty level. She's on normal right now. We might we might push it to the, the oh. easy side of things. Oh, my wife is playing on story mode. Yeah, and, I, as, and very happily playing it on story mode. I think she'll have a little more fun doing that, but uh, yeah, just finding the time to do it, especially at, you know, we have two young kids. So mm-hmm. it's sometimes after they go to bed, it's like, Hey, let's just like, let's just put some on Netflix and mm-hmm. just take it on oh, the couch. <laughs> I'm just chilling. But yeah, Fable three had to make it on there simply without one. And, and as a sidebar, uh, she will absolutely kick my butt at Mortal Kombat button mashes like crazy. Doesn't know what she's doing, but she will beat me almost the, every time. The victory yeah. screen says she does. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Says she does. yeah. All right. We move on. One more honorable mention. Somehow it made it all the way down here. Just made it on the list for today. Rocket League. And Rocket yeah. League, it's 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 not in your top three games. It's you know it would have been an easy an easy one to say Rocket League in any one of those situations, and and for good reason. I think there's a lot of reasons why it, it should maybe be a, a top game for me, but. Yeah, I, th- I felt like it was almost just a gimme for that, you know. So I, I just I wanted to highlight some other things, but you know, Rocket League has been a very special thing for me for a lot of different reasons. One of the one of the biggest things is that my brother got me into it. So I, I downloaded it when it was free to play on PlayStation. Same way I found Isaac. You know, kind of messed around with it for a little while. Didn't really touch it a whole lot. I actually there was a moment when I was setting up my my controller bindings in Rocket League because I I was. Starting to get okay at it, you know, just kind of feeling out and and just kind of enjoying it. And there was a moment where I trying to, I wanted to get off the ground and start and start flying, and because I started noticing that was the next level, that was the next step I had to take. And somehow I bound my boost my boost button the to the same button of air roll, and so I would get up off the and I didn't know this. So I jump, I jump off the ground and I would boost toward the ball and I'd start spinning out of control and wildly and accurately flying at the ball. And I'm like, man, this isn't any fun. Like this is crazy. How how did anybody how did anybody control it? Like if this is if it's gonna take that kind of dedication to try and control this thing. And now obviously that's the meta, right? You gotta spin you while you're in the air. Fly. You gotta do it. But like, there's a level of like learning curve there. You gotta learn to fly first, then you can learn to spin and fly. But like. I didn't know at all. And so I only played it for a couple of months and then dropped out and installed. Uninstalled it for years. And and it wasn't until almost the time that my son was born. It was like right around the time. So it was like 2017. So I dropped it for a good two years. And and my brother, my youngest brother, Austin, otherwise known as Ginkleberg, he's he's been around channel three. He's on channel three. I don't know how active he is. He's just not a huge social media guy, but he's around. But uh yeah, Ginkleberg, he's he reached out to me. He's like, dude, I've been playing this game. It's awesome. You gotta try it out again. And so I told him the whole story. He's like, No, no, here I'll 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 put you onto some good like button controls and you gotta you gotta try it again. It's a lot of fun. We can play together. So 
So at this point, he's already high rate. He anything this kid touches, he's good at. He's just one of those guys. Um, he's very smart too, and it's a very it's a physics based game. And he actually he's studying physics in college. So like that's that's his deal. He loves loves Rocket League. And so we we get starting to play together again. And and you know obviously it's it's it became became a really easy game for me to play when. I had my, you know, my newborn because it's a, Hey, five minutes in, if I can load casual, if he's, uh, you know, kind of fussy or whatever, I can just load casual and bail if I need to. So it was a really easy, like I can drop it if I need to, you're not getting, you know, at the time destiny two is that, you know, just kind of starting to come out and like, I'm not going on hour long missions. You know what I mean? Like I just don't have the time to do it. And so rocket league was a really cool thing to pick up. And, and so my brother and I played a lot and then, I mean, it was it's even to this day very similar to destiny where i you know i bonded with with all my my buddies it, you know just just last week after the tuesday tournament me and my my brother my brother pops into my discord and we're just chilling we load up a 1v1 and we're both having you know a couple of drinks or whatever and we're we're playing and just chatting we're just talking cuz we he lives up north he doesn't live near me so we don't get to like hang out a lot but the idea that we can just like load into a ones match and we're just messing around. He's way better at it than I am. So he's just like going for weird shots and like, I'm kind of sweating trying to keep up with him, but it's okay. But like he, it's just the ability to like, just sit and chat with my brother is like such a cool, like format of like, hanging out with someone you know and like just to be able to bond with him over that but uh, i mean not even just him it's it's literally everybody without rocket league i don't find channel three like right without rocket league i didn't find i wouldn't have found the dad or the dad gaming which means i don't you know maybe don't find channel three and and i'm not here so like rocket league is a huge thing like i've met some lifelong friends through like the dead gaming and and channel three now which i mean i had a whole bunch of them over at my house when they all flew into town to go to the the you know LAN event you know last year when it was in la i i live fairly close to the the stadium that it was at so like they all kind of crashed and we partied here at, at my place so like cool unique interesting way to uh like bond with people. So not only a, a good game, but like more of the life experiences that it's brought me has been just, yeah, I mean, priceless would be the best word to say that. So we, we, we touched on this a little bit and you kind of talked about it now. Is this a game you can play yourself uh, kind of just to relax or does it always feel like, like when you're playing it, you, you're grinding towards the next rank or you just, you're just trying to work and keep up. Like, can you, can you Ooh. play it either way? Because I, um, I'll, I'll say this: like for me, for me, it's super. That's, that's Super Smash Bros. to me. And that that game yeah. has you know the learning curve there. I, some people like anyone can play, and I'm like, ah, uh, it, it there, there's a big curve to that one. And it's, sure. if it'll get hard sometimes for me, it sometimes it feel hard. I don't relax playing Super Smash Brothers. Like I go off and it's, play other things to relax. Sure, sure. I, and I get that. I I'm I kind of feel the same way. The only way that I relax. When I'm playing is either if I know I'm in a pretty heavily like with with me and my brother playing like that mm. that absolutely is relaxed like I, I'm kind of yeah pushing it just to see if I can get away with something on him because mm. he's much better than I am but more 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 just of the relaxed vibe or if we set it up to where we're playing like a six man private lobby where it's just a mixed rank of people and everybody's just on Discord just giving each other hard times we're we're playing and we're probably playing hard but also like it doesn't matter because we're all just BSing and and just kind of going back and forth and, and, and it doesn't matter that I can, I can casually play, but even if I, if I'm playing by myself or if I'm playing, you know, in any kind of like the casual or ranked modes in the game, I'm sweating. I'm sweating because 
that's just me. Like I'm just competitive. I can't. I can't turn that part of my brain off. Like you said, it's just I'll go. I'll go play other things if I wanna. If I wanna chill and relax. But and so, last Rock League question: Do you have a passion for creating brackets? I feel like I have to ask this question because <laughs> all with all the people that make jokes each week, I I, I read them and I think they're hilarious. But um, tell me about the bracket creation. You know what, man? I it really is just a passion for the people that play. Uh, it has nothing to do with keeping numbers or stats or anything like that, or, you know, brackets. I, I think there's a, there's a level of perfectionism that says, Oh, I want like really balanced, even teams. And obviously like, I want that because I want the level of comp- like competitiveness to be there and fairness to be there. Um, but it, at the end of the day, and I know like it's been through a million different changes and iterations. I mean, back when we first started, we were, I was literally writing it on paper um, just doing brackets based on whoever showed up. And then we started going to like, we did challenge and now we do, you know, the whole system within C3 that, that Joel has built and man makes my life way easier, but you know, we've gone through a lot of it and, you know, a lot of, you know, player based changes and people come and go and, and, but ultimately the reason I come back literally every week and I've, I've been doing it since week one and we're on, 178 this coming Tuesday, 178 weeks. So, you know, more than three years in is, is I, the only reason I show up is for, for the people that play and just so that we can have a good time and, and, and hang out together. And I mean, same reason we started doing it in the first place. Hey, let's throw a tournament together. See what happens. See, you know, let's get some guys together, just hang out and, and have fun with it. And that's, that's, that's where the passion is as, uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm even good at numbers. It's more of just, I just, I just like to see people have fun. Well, Garrett, normally this is the spot in the podcast where I say, let's talk about a future game, a game we're looking forward to, but I have to refer to this as a future ish or future adjacent section here. As you had a, uh, you had a bit of a request here. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush is the the future game you want to talk about, which of course, even by the time we're recording this, already released. It was a a bit of a shadow drop though. Uh, A nice little benefit of the Xbox, Microsoft, Bethesda merger there. Early game of the year discussion. You've got it downloaded. You're ready for it. You just just haven't cracked the rhythm game yet. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a game I'm looking forward to. It's... um... You know, I've and I've really kind of kept myself hidden from it. Uh, I don't want to know a ton about it uh, going into it. I just I know that it's the rhythm based, and I know it's you know it's got a really cool art style. A really really big fan of of how it looks and how it's how it you know appears to play. I've heard a lot of really good things as far as just people reviewing it, saying oh it's a lot of fun or it's you know this or that. Like it feels light. One of the coolest reviews I saw is that it, it felt like a game is like it feels like gaming is like how it's supposed how you're supposed to enjoy a video game. It doesn't feel too serious or take itself too seriously. So like I'm 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 pretty excited about just something that's a little more lighthearted. But ultimately it comes down to I mean I've played and you've you know, may have even seen some posts about like Metal Hellsinger and Bullets Per Minute, where those are other games that are beat based or however you know, rhythm based <clears throat> uh, that um, are very interesting games and and something that was right up my alley. Bullets Per Minute, even being a roguelike, um, I don't know if Hi-Fi has roguelike aspect to it. I don't think it does. I think it's pretty story driven. But yeah, man, it it just looks like a really fun game. I think that beat aspect to like an RPG or like a you know, that type of game is a really interesting way to kind of integrate the beat and rhythm style game where, uh, dude, I loved Guitar Hero going, you know, growing up. I think, you know, we all probably played it. Guitar Hero, Rock Band, 
and all that. And so it's cool to see that idea being implemented into some games now where it's like it's not the normal place you'd see it. It's It's a pretty cool concept. You know, it's it's funny with this one. It's it's already got some five star rating action on Channel Three, so it's in the in a low low count five star club. A lot of game of the year discussions. I'm just kind of curious. I really want to hear after you play it. Two things I have to ask though here. First of all, one, how are you going to keep this from going into the backlog and staying on the shelf dusty forever, digitally speaking? As he shakes his head in the audio media. That's a tough question. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm shaking my head. My backlog first of all, is first of all, Dan, how dare you? <laughs> First of all, first of all, <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. I, it's, it's, I think it's especially hard because I didn't pay anything for it because I have, well, I guess technically I didn't, but. It's yeah, amazing how they sucker us so in with that it, Netflix and Game Pass and like, oh no, we didn't pay for it. It's all good. Even though we're paying for it monthly anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. But no, it's, uh, you know, it'll probably be one of those things where it's like a, like a random night where I'm just not feeling like, except I have such a default to either play like Rocket League or Biden of Isaac or like my two, if I'm sitting down at my computer and nobody else is on playing anything, I'm like, all right, I might as well just like load up some Rocket League or something and play that. But it'll probably be one of those weird nights where it's like, eh, maybe I'll try something new. So hopefully hopefully soon, because I, I don't know, obviously there's never a timeline on like how long these things stay in in, in the game pass and how, how quickly they leave. But yeah, I, I, think, I think I'll play it sooner than later just because of some of the great reviews and some of the, I mean, great experiences I had with, with like Metal Hellsinger and Bullets Per Minute. I, you know, those, I just, it's a unique thing that I want to try versus something that's like, and, and, I'll, and I'll use this as a, a parallel as like uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Like, yes, that's a cool thing because it's Hog- like it's Harry Potter, but like there's nothing outside of Harry Potter theme that's like, super unique to it i guess where it's like this hi-fi game is like the the rhythm base with a really interesting art style and and you know might be kind of a cool unique story that that i've never heard before so kind of a there's a push there to to dive into it yeah before before the rest of my backlog anyway i think there's some excitement with it too because you you didn't have to hear about five seven ten years worth of development it feels like for some games at this point like right it's just it's here one day yeah and it's good like you said it's kind of like a shadow drop right like there wasn't a huge announcement with it i i you know and surprisingly like i i didn't get anybody sending it to me like oh dude can't wait for this one to come out or whatever like it's kind of just like this weird like oh cool all of a sudden this is a thing like that's neat it's kind of like uh for me if you've ever even looked at it as neon white someone recommended it to me and was like hey, you haven't heard of neon white i'm like no why would i and they they dropped the trailer for it it's like oh releasing you know in a week i'm like oh well i'm gonna be playing that because <laughs> i had no idea it existed and then all of a sudden this really cool concept is here so yeah, yeah neon neon white they're cool yeah, think, and if you haven't played that i think that was annapurna too they keep dropping games in that are just like hey really good game we're just here we're kind of kind of doing our thing on the outside enjoy and <laughs> move on mm-hmm Mm-hmm. All right, on to a quest, a question from the Channel 3 history books. I'm tossing you a bit of a softball. We don't give anybody a heads up about what we're asking here. I think this sure. one's already come up a few times, though. Going to ask you, what's your favorite game of the current generation of systems? Ooh, favorite game current gen. Metal Health Singer. I, honestly, so for the same reasons I'm excited about high, the, the Hi-Fi Rush, is the Metal Health Singer was it almost, it felt almost like a 
better sequel to what BPM was, Bullets Per Minute. And I don't know if I don't know if you ever played that one, but Bullets Per Minute was like a roguelike that was beat based, that was you know first person shooter, procedurally generated, random items, those types of things. And it was Metal Hellsinger. Now is it's more of a linear story based gameplay. It has no roguelike elements to it, but it is very very unique in the so the beat base obviously the rhythm base but like just the fact that they used all of their own they they composed all of the music in-house and they used all of the they they have like a whole bunch of big name metal from like the whole like metal scene they brought in a bunch like what's his face from system of a down i can't remember his name now but Surge. the guy that the search search from system of a down they brought like him in to do a track with their in-house band and they like he's he is one level of metal hell singer or, or at least that track backs that the, that level and it's just a cool like unique experience and i think any any time you have that much creativity and originality going into a game behind you know just a, a with a, with such a passionate dev team behind them like i i was following them on twitter for like weeks leading up to the launch and man their devs were just like it just they just like had this passion just like oozing from every tweet like please play our game we worked so hard on it like love love this game put my heart and soul into it like we can't wait for you to experience it like so it, for me it was more of a like a smallish dev team putting a bunch of passion into it which made me kind of lean on hey this is a really cool unique experience that like i really think everybody should at least try once and they they keep adding stuff to the game they added the ability to add your own tracks to the game so if you want to like play the, the the levels to like your own music you can i haven't tried it yet but it's just a really cool really really neat interesting game and i think you know for being newish gen i think that's a that's one that everybody should try and we move on last question of the show is what has been your favorite feature on channel three so far oh man well you're you're allowed to say to bracket it's okay i'm i'm a little biased i'm a little biased and and i think and i think there's a really cool potential for i mean obviously it was you know me and joel and and jsu were you know kind of the you know at least in our group chat me and 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 those those two were were just chatting constantly about hey what does it need what does it need what can make it better and and here test this or here try that <clears throat> we're still going through it we're still adding and and you know improving things and Joel is just beyond amazing at, at doing his thing but the tournament stuff I there's just so much potential for for anybody to hopefully in the future you know just kind of go in and and create an event and and have it all be in one place because we were you know we were using website after google spreadsheet after this and that and the other thing all these elements to try and put together a tournament and now it's all in one place and it's a it makes my life a lot easier on you know on tuesdays and and just you know the team creation and substitutions and you know really don't have to find something ultimately just made my life a ton easier on Tuesdays, which is, you know, I have to, I have to say the tournament section because that's ultimately, you know, something I've, I've kind of helped work on, but also I utilize it every week and it's, it's just a really, really cool feature. So that's very fair. Dan and I just used it yesterday. We told Joel, I was like, Hey, we, we need that Swiss bracket just without teams. He was like, Oh yeah, sure. And it was, it was ready. It was ready the same day we used it. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. 
the the funniest part we used it for marvel snap of course you get everything from rocket league to marvel snap the funnier part was me my my stupid whatever brain just notices he's doing the demo he's showing us everything as he's going through saturday morning and i'm like did you set that bracket up with pokemon snap as the demo game (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) you can literally do anything (laughs) we can make a tournament on any game whatsoever it's it's actually it's dangerous i told joel you can't give me these ideas because i'm gonna throw out some i'm gonna put something ridiculous yeah, you got to, man. You got to do, you got to go a little crazy. But yeah, it's it's funny, man. Joel's been a madman on it. Like, it's actually fun because we were in a tournament. We'd had a tournament, I think it was two weeks back, that I ended up having to play in. And I say having to play, and I enjoy playing them. But just based on who showed up, the numbers required that I, you know, add myself into a team. And, and so it was kind of cool because I got to use the like i got to see it from a player perspective versus just like the like the devs and it was really interesting because i told joel i was like hey man i'm getting this this other part ready for the next round um i input my scores for the last game but i'm finding that i need to like go back and like i have to go to like the sidebar menu and hit events and back to the bracket like through like this long process he goes oh well there is actually a button up top that says back to bracket and i was like dude i didn't even realize it was there (laughs) but it, it was just like a blue hyperlink like it wasn't anything yeah okay and so it didn't catch my attention enough and so i was literally just taking the long way back through like events and then you know blah 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 and he goes no you shouldn't shouldn't do that just click back to the bracket i was like oh cool is there any way we could make that bigger in the future like hey like let's write this down like maybe like make it a different color or something like that and he's like does it need to be like that obnoxious yellow that the uh that's for the edit scores I'm like no just make it like kind of blue like the channel three logo is he's like all right cool okay refresh your page and i was like what he's like yeah refresh and i refresh and all just right there just like i just like i dropped like told him it was the just the square button with blue and i'm like bro it's mid-tournament like <laughs> I was putting that on notes. I was putting that on notes for the next week. Like you freaking just editing and and just hot fixing things on the fly. Like mind blowing levels of like dedication and love being poured into it by Joel. So really, really cool to see that. Yeah, Joel's an animal with with the coding stuff. It's 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 out of control. He just keeps going, and then I love it. I love watching it. And with that, we've made it to the end of another. What are your three podcasts? You can find a podcast at c3.gg slash podcast they drop every wednesday morning at 3 33 a.m eastern on all the major platforms including spotify google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts. thank you once again mad harry rackham garrett himself i am el ray dan tucker puts this together and the executive producer they want to know that joel willis have a good day everybody <laughs> <laughs>